Hello, Church of the Cross, and welcome back to the Ninth Avenue Nine. This is your host, Joel Bascom, pastor of Connecting and Equipping. I hope you're enjoying your spring. I got to my first Twins game since 2019 with my son a couple of weeks back. It was great to be there again. Also, it has been so great to welcome people back into the building that I haven't seen since the start of the pandemic. As things begin to open up and more people get vaccinated, it would be great to talk with you in person about your picks. My email address is joel at ofthecross.org if you're interested in being on the podcast. Drop me a line. I would love to talk with you. I've had enough interest in this show that I can drop a few more episodes in rapid succession here, so over the next few weeks, we might see a few more. I had the opportunity a few weeks ago to catch up with Jesse Hamer. Jesse is definitely an audiophile, and we are and we are all beneficiaries of that as he runs the soundboard many Sunday mornings at church. This show was fun because I knew a lot of the music, but some of it was totally new to me, and I have loved listening to the Spotify playlist included with the show. So, wait no longer. Here is episode 8 of the 9th Avenue 9 with Mr. Jesse Hamer. Welcome back to the basement, folks. My guest today is another longtime member of Church of the Cross. I have had the good fortune to spend time with him on retreats, as well as other church gatherings. One other thing I can tell you for sure is that he is a connoisseur of Minnesota State Parks. We have been blessed at our church to have him uh, make sure the sound of our services always sounds great. He is a dedicated member of the media team, and it is my pleasure to welcome Jesse Hamer to the 9th Avenue 9. Hey, Jesse. Hi, Joe. Nice to be here. So I understand you were pretty excited to to get to your picks here. I uh, I was yes. I've been a big fan of your podcast from the very start. Oh, and so good. I've uh, I've been anxious to uh, pouring over my music collection really for for the past month or so. Oh yes, and I hope I hope at no point did it become a, a subject of angst or or any sort of anger or or <laughs> you, at no point did you say to yourself if this Joel hadn't done this this stress wouldn't have entered my life. <laughs> no, 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 no. I never got to that point. It, it's, it. it's probably taken more mental space than it should have, but <laughs> it's been fun. That's great. Well, uh, I'm gonna I'll, in a second here. I'll go through the the, the ground rules because I do that with everybody. But before we do that, just a couple quick questions for you. Uh, how long have you been at uh, Church of the Cross, Jesse? Uh, well, I've been at the Cross. I I started attending sort of regularly, full time in 2006. So. Okay. Pretty close to the beginning. Wow. I don't think I realized it had been that long. I knew it had been a while because I know that uh, I know your brother, Sam, and his family have yep. been uh, have also been um, at Cross for a while. I seem to remember there being a couple years ago um, uh, when during one of the uh, the confirmations that uh, their their oldest son was was one of the original uh, conf- yeah. <laughs> confirmations. So um so and what about and and the rest of the family too? Pretty pretty much all came in at the same time. Um, well, not exactly. The um, so Sam and and his family, Naomi and obviously my nephews Eli, Luke, and Joe. They all started really almost. I don't know if they were at the very first public service, but they were close mm-hmm. to that. And yeah. I uh, and so it was it was a few months till I started coming. I think I attended once or twice early on, um, but then I started attending regularly. Like I said, probably six or eight months later. Uh, and then my, but my, my mom and my sister, um, uh, they moved to Minnesota later, um, years later. Uh, and so, um, when, when they came up, they, they eventually, 
they eventually joined uh, the church as well and sort of started attending full time, but not until they weren't around basically in the, the early years, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very cool. And that you're, you're, you and your family all have been a huge blessing to, to me and to, and, and to the church. So thank you for everything. Thanks for saying. Oh, well, so here's the ground rules. Uh, obviously, you seem to be well acquainted with them, but I go through them each time. Uh, you are locked in the church basement for a year. You have any nine albums with you you like. Uh, the church basement has Bibles, but you can have one other book. Oh, they also have books of common prayer, so you don't have to worry about that. And you get one luxury item. So without further ado, let's get into the music. Jesse, what would your first pick be? Uh, well, my first pick is going to be um, Peter Gabriel, Shaking the Tree. Oh, sure. Yeah. So the Shaking the Tree album is really, it's sort of a best of album, but it's a best of album from 1990. So it's, it doesn't really cover his whole career or anything, mm-hmm. uh, but it covers his, his sort of the 80s music yeah. of his. And so, um, yeah, it, it's been, I mean, for me, the... This album, more than almost any other album on the list that we'll sort of cover, really sort of represents for me a sort of a musical style or or, or an era of music. Mm-hmm. Really, for me, it's a stand-in for a bunch of other things that I could have put in its place. Um, that uh, it, it's really that sort of quintessentially '80s um, sort of synthesizer music and sort of the rhythms and uh, uh, the sort of singer-songwriters. I mean, I you know like. For me, and I don't know if I'm allowed to drop names of others, but for me, this like like <laughs> New Order and Pet Shop Boys uh-huh. and OMB, mm-hmm. uh, but also like singer songwriters like Paul Simon and Bruce Springsteen are all kind of in there uh, uh-huh. uh, for me. So I just um, yeah, and it's it's got he's got a couple of my favorite songs and probably probably one of my favorite songs. Um, really, that's you know top as my, my dad would say, one of my nine favorite things. So yes. uh, is um, the song Sledgehammer. Sure. Um, which is you mm-hmm. know, one of his most common, most sort of well-known songs. But but then there's also other ones on there like Shaking the Tree Itself, which is just this, has these sort of African rhythms to it that mm-hmm. I really, uh, really just enjoy and love. Uh, Paul Simon also has a lot of that same kind of stuff in that, that sort of era of his music. Yeah, it's, you're right. Uh, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, and so it's, you know, that's my... That's my my eighties. So this is what I grew up in, you yes. know. And I, I should say I didn't really start listening to music until I was in, um, like, probably, I'd say ninth grade. Until I was really into high school is when I started listening to popular music, you know, music outside of like the church. Um, and so, uh, but that was this sort of represents, I think, encapsulates that era for me, I guess. Sure. So, and as always, uh, I'll be talking with Jesse and about getting a, a playlist together, a Spotify playlist featuring uh, some cuts from from his albums. So it sounds like Sledgehammer and Shaking the Tree were the two that you mentioned. Um, I'm guessing there's probably a few other songs on there that I would know as well, given given the fact oh, yeah. that it sounds like it's a compilation. I mean, is it In Your Eyes on there or anything? Well, or? In Your Eyes is not on there. Oh, it's, it's not, not actually on there. one of my favorites of this. <laughs> Even though it probably is the most commonly known song of Peter Gabriel. But uh, no, on there would be like, um, I may have heard like Mercy Street or mm-hmm. uh, Red Rain. Oh, sure. Um, what about uh, Salisbury, have, uh, what's that one? The Salisbury Hill. Salisbury Hill, yeah. Yep, yep, nope, that's on there. Uh, so it's it's definitely, um, I mean, it's just filled with lots of my favorites. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's a good album to pick for just because of the, the number of songs that I really enjoy on that one. I mean, the, the, even like the, um, 
you, I don't know if you're if you're familiar with it or not, but the, the song Biko. Uh, is I remember on there, that is, one. Yeah. It's just this. It's all this sort of African sort of vocals kind mm-hmm. of thing that that comes mm-hmm. through there. It's very um, just very evocative. I, I yeah. You know, I enjoy that one. Well, that's a great that's a great first pick. What's your number two pick? Uh, my number two pick would be sort of the second pick from this era, mm-hmm. uh, and this one is going to be probably obvious to a lot of people. But my second pick is going to be U two. Ooh. I'm of a certain age where that's just going to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of on the, the sort of, um, I I'm with you there. I'm a little, uh, I'm, I'm a little, you know, I was, I think in junior high when Joshua tree came out, but which album is your pick? Okay. So my pick is actually going to be rattle and hum. Oh, okay. Uh, that's that's so a, it's a, like, a dark it's a horse. Pick. Live album. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a mix of sort of a live music and, but there are, I mean, there are unique, there are original music, original songs on that album that I, I very much enjoy. Yeah. Uh, but then there are also sort of remakes of some of their uh, their most sort of famous work from Joshua Tree and, and yeah. earlier. Um, but uh, like um, the version of I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, uh, which is a live version on that album. Yeah. It has a gospel choir that backs them up, like a full gospel choir. Mm-hmm. It's just a fantastic song. I just like. That's a that's a song I could listen to, and it, like just it swells, you know, yeah. in, in my head, you know. And you listen to that in the car, and it's that's uh, that's a good one. I just I and that's why I really like that album more than I like like Joshua Tree's great album. It's got a lot of good songs on it, but uh, but to me, like the best versions of many of those songs are really on the Rattle and Hum album. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and it's a um, I feel like I'm trying to think that there's there are a couple of songs on there. That are some of my favorite songs of the like I love um, when love comes to town. Um, oh yeah, the one with BB King on it. That's one yep. of my. That's yep. actually one of my favorite U two songs just in general. Um, and it's on that one. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I like uh, um, uh, Hawk Moon two six nine. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, which is a very strangely named song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but but just that it has these driving sort of drums and guitar that just has an energy to it. Like, I mean, to me, obviously, U2 is just, it's just sort of rock and roll. It's what, it's what that really, that sound, uh, the, the guitar, the drums, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the classic sort of four-piece band. I mean, that's, that is, um, yeah, sort of my touchstone for what rock and roll really sort of should be. Uh, but and then lyrics wise, I mean, I think Bono can just write some amazing. I mean, he's just he can just turn a really good phrase. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's just lots of lyrics in there that that uh, you, you just stick in my head. You know, I mean, and um, I mean, I, I'm a I have there are a number of albums, obviously from you two that I, I like, mm-hmm. um, and many of them are not the popular ones, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I you know, I, of course, I like Joshua Tree. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there are other ones that are are um, but for me, like uh, the the Rattle and Hum album, or even like the Zuropa album, yeah. is like some of my 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 favorite songs with some mm-hmm. of the greatest lyrics. You know, that are just weird and sort of quirky, but stick in my head. Like come from these albums. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. They they've they've had a couple of albums that I haven't really ever warmed to, but most of their albums, I there's there's definitely songs on all of them. Like Zuropa, I mean has a couple of just one of some of their best songs on it. So even though yep. it's maybe not a com- as complete a favorite album as mine, there's there's some amazing songs on it. Well, that's a good one. I, I, I recently, a year or two ago, I was at a record store with my sons and we found a copy of Rattle and Hum and a vinyl copy that was in just fantastic shape and I brought it home and I bought it cool. and I brought it home and it just sounds beautiful. So 
Uh, okay, so uh, what's album number three? Uh, so album number three is <laughs> a bit of an odd one. Album number three is actually Herod and Funk's live album. But I don't know if you're familiar with Herod and Funk. I don't uh, think so. But they are. This is a. This is a. Uh, they're a, a, a duo from. They were actually went to Wheaton. Okay. Uh, and so that's actually how I know them is that my brother Sam graduated uh-huh. from Wheaton. And so he brought this album, okay. uh, I don't know if this album particularly or their album, uh, home with him, uh-huh. you know, from college. Okay. And, you know, and I, and so I would listen to it and, and just kind of over the years, I just, I, I enjoyed it. I listened to it again and again. It just became, sort of became my part of my, my sort of collection. Uh, but it's, it's the, it's, it's actually one of the few, it's got a song on it actually, Come Clean. I don't know if you remember this, but Come Clean is actually a song that Christian played as part of a sermon during one of the men's retreats. Did he really? Okay. I mean, I know he's done that a few times. Uh, he always tries to sneak, you know, sneak his music on all of us when, whenever, whenever <laughs> he can. But yeah, I, 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 I remember him playing a Ben Kyle song at one point. I don't know if I remember that one, though. Come Clean. I'll have to yeah, look that like, one come up. Come Clean. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's the, the their live album obviously has a collection of different songs and that show up on, they only had a couple of there's only like three albums or I don't know, three or four albums that they ever made. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think they're an active group anymore, yeah. um, but they, uh, but that come clean is a, I mean, that's a fantastic song. That's definitely oh, cool. a, a, a good one. And I can see why Christian really likes it. Um, but I also like, like Tidewater is another good one on that album. Mm-hmm. Something uh, is what it's called. Is, is another good one on there, but it's just these, um, you know, it's just two guys vocals and, you know, a couple guitars typically. And, uh, it's, so it's fairly simple, but it's a, um, yeah, I mean, and a lot of their lyrics and stuff, I mean, they have like sort of fun stuff on there. Mm-hmm. There's one called, uh, I think it's, uh, grasshopper, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, which is literally a song about, about a grasshopper eating its own leg. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it's, it's kind of a funny sort of thing, but, but then they have all the uh, other ones that are, you know, like the come clean that just beautiful i mean moving so yeah and so um, you're saying the one that you would pick would be the live album yeah the live album would be the one that i i I pick i think it's it's actually fun to listen to in as an album Mm -hmm. uh because they 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 have this sort of witty sort of funny i mean it's clearly a recording of a concert and and so they they sort of talk to the audience and they have these funny little sort of not really stories but vignettes that they that they have in between the music so it's kind of fun to listen to for that reason well, that sounds cool. I'll really, really look forward to uh, to checking it out. It's one of the best things about talking to all of you all is I get to listen to new music. Well, I okay. guarantee this won't be the last one on my list that you haven't heard of. <laughs> oh, fair. oh that's, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, with that, we're going to take a quick break. We have made it through the first three, and we will be right back after this. And we're back with my friend Jesse. Jesse and I were actually over the break talking a little bit about the notion of albums versus mixtapes. We also had a, shared a story. We were both at a famous, at least for the Twin Cities, sure. U2, U2 show in 2011 at um, TCF Bank Stadium that was held in a monsoon storm. With fireworks going on in the background. With fireworks going on in the background. Where were you in the in the stadium that night, Jesse? Where were you, where were you seated? Uh, I was up on the up in the stands, actually, mm-hmm. um, just underneath the edge of the overhang. 
So the yeah. downpour that was going on yeah. was like two rows in front of us. So two rows in front of us, <laughs> absolutely soaked. Maybe got wet, plenty of wind and, and water that came our way, but we weren't like as soaked. So we were just barely protected. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was it was fantastic because there was like lightning going on. Oh in yeah, the background. it was. The crowd would respond to that. It was unbelievable. And, or there were there were fire. I don't know if it was the Aquatennial or something going on. There were fireworks. Something going on like that. Yeah, there was something like in, that in the background. Yeah, and so so every once in a while the crowd would just kind of ooh or ah about you know usually I think it was a lightning show yeah. that was going on with the storm, uh, and then Bono would like respond. He would, yes. he, he'd be like like they're getting into this like they're really into it. like, and so I don't think he realized kind of what necessarily was going on behind him sort of as part of the light show. Oh yeah, well it was one of the only shows I've ever been to that it really felt like that the band first of all I mean I've been I've seen you two three times and they never phoned it in. But uh, they're 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 a hardworking, really wonderful band. But it was in that show, especially they were just like <laughs> they were really into it because of how hard it was raining and how no one left. Every the the the, the stadium was just totally packed and it was raining like crazy and lightning and they're and they were still playing with their electric guitars and everything. It was crazy. Oh yeah, they had the like the big fancy sort of like umbrellas that rose yeah. up out of the stage yes. and like covered the drum kit and stuff. And, yeah, it was great. So um, we were talking a little bit. You were saying that a lot of the when, when was when was the period that when you were most into albums, Jesse? We were talking a little bit about that. Yeah. So I mean, that period for me was really the nineties, mm-hmm. uh, so my college years, uh, and then the few years after. Just because you know when I was younger, I didn't really have the the wherewithal to sort of buy albums. So mm-hmm. um, so in high school and stuff, and I, I you know I was just using mixtapes, you know, I would mm-hmm. sort of pull individual songs from, you know, friends of mine's collections and, and, and put them, record them on the tapes and listen to those. So I was always sort of the individual song was, was more important to me than like the entire album. Um, but then in college, I, you know, I had a little bit more income and, and I could, I could afford to, to, to spend some money on buying my own little small collection of CDs and, and listening to albums. So, so that was where, you know, there's a few albums like Rattle and Hum or Peter Gabriel Shaking the Tree, where I listened to those as albums, really, you know, as mm-hmm. full length sort mm-hmm. of pieces. Um, uh, and I also, that, but that sort of, by the end of the 90s is when the MP3s, you know, started happening, right? Yeah. And, you know, I, I was post-college at that point, and, uh, you know, there's Napster and all that kind of stuff sort yeah. of came along. And so the idea of buying albums, you know, or, or music as, a, as an album sort of went away. Sure. And not went away, but it, yeah. it, it became obviously less popular. And so... Sure. You know, so I, I, I once again went back to just collecting the songs that I like, and I would put those together into playlists and, and that sort of thing. And so that's pretty much the way I've listened to music ever since then, really. Yeah. Uh, it's only been sort of fairly recently when I've been trying to try to spend more time, like, going back and listening to whole albums because sure. you're missing so much, you know? It's like, no, it's not your favorite, not even maybe your top two favorite from that album, but there's still some really good stuff there. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, and it, and and by the way, those of you listening out there, I know that the the album format can seem passe and maybe even intimidating if you didn't want to come on the show because of it. And we can talk about what might make it easier for you, but it is one of the things I will say. I I am partial to the album as a format just because it's kind of how I grew to love music, and some of the ways that I've liked it the most are just when a band or or a uh, or a uh, group or an artist just has a vision for a whole album. So it's just kind of what I like. But if you're if you're feeling like, oh man, I don't like albums, talk to me, email me. We can maybe figure something out. But in, in this case, um, Jesse, what's number four for you? What's your next uh, what's your next album? 
okay, so number four also come, comes from this area uh, of album listening. And yeah. Specifically, this album is really, it's meant to be listened to as an album. Like, I almost, I never, I don't really listen to these songs or this album other than as an album. One of the few examples where, like, having it as a random song mixed into the rest just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And the that is because the, the album is Pink Floyd, A Momentary Lapse of Reason. Okay. Right? And so this album is, like, the the first half of it just flows together from one song. And really, the whole album does. It flows together from one song to another. Often, often in fact, the, the point where they chose to break a track yeah. is somewhat arbitrary. Okay. Like, you can just tell, like, it, 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 you know, the same sort of themes continue at the beginning of the next song. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like they just kind of pick the spot, like, well, we'll stop it here, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... Um, so, the, but this, it's, it has this atmospheric kind of almost ethereal sort of sound to it. Uh, and in many ways it's, it's got a lot of guitar, uh, but guitar just being used in very kind of electric guitar kind of ways. I mean, I'm not a musician myself. I can't really sort of explain exactly what's going on there, but, yeah. uh, but it's just, it's a, it's a fun album for me to listen to. Just, I can just remember days or evenings of just spent you know, just playing this song all the way through, front to back, and just sitting there and listening to it. Uh, and so, you know, like the whole second half of the album is almost entirely instrumental. There's not a lot of vocals in it at all, mm-hmm. or it's a lot of uh, a lot of sort of sampled stuff from movies or you know, sound effects kind of thing is kind of the way I'd describe it. Um, I mean, the most famous song from the album is probably Learning to Fly. That was kind mm-hmm. of their mm-hmm. the hit single from that album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a, it's a good song. Um but my um, my favorite song from the album is, or you know, and I'm going to call it a song, but it's really my favorite part of the album because I really do think of it as, as a kind of a whole. is uh, is called "On the Turning Away." Okay. Uh, and to appreciate it, for me to appreciate, it, you want to start with "Learning to Fly." There's actually the, the first song of the album is actually before that, which is, is relatively short. Like I said, it's almost like an intro. But "Learning to Fly" and then goes "Dogs of War" and then "One Slip." And then the fourth part, uh, what I think of as the fourth part, is on the turning away, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just that's just a beautiful song, mm-hmm. uh, and you know it's it's really sort of talking about you know about not turning away, but turning away from others, and and it's 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 a um, yeah, it's just it's just a it's a beautiful sound, mm-hmm. but it's very much I mean it's still heavily electric sort of an electric guitar driven kind of music. And uh, I've never listened I, to that album. I I know no. Pink. I know, of course, I know of Pink Floyd. Uh, but that is one album that I've not really ever dove into. I'm sure that I've probably heard some of the music somewhere, uh, from it. But because I have heard of the album, but I don't. I so that will be fun to to listen to a little bit. Yeah, and I'm sure it's it's probably another one of those things where it, it's uh, uh, picking Pink Floyd's "A Momentary Lots of Reason" as my favorite Pink Floyd album. To a true Pink Floyd fan, Pink Floyd fan is, you know, it, it's probably sacrilege. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, I believe it's even like, there, Roger Waters, for example, who's like, there was the lead singer, uh, um, sort of the, um, for the, you know, like the wall and, yeah. and sort of some of the most famous work. You know, I don't think he, he actually left the group at this point. Okay. And so like the direction sort of changed a little bit. So, which mm-hmm. might be part of the reason why I'm not a huge fan of some of their other work. But yeah. that album, I really enjoy listening to that album as an album. And that comes out of that that '90s era for me. Well, that's yeah, that's that's that is a 
there are things where I will think about an album that I like better as an album, even though I like individual songs. Or there are some artists where I, I, I don't know if I uh, particularly would want an album so much as like a compilation, just because of the fact that, you know, maybe the right. album. So what's number five? All right, number five, number five is a big switch <laughs> in okay. here. Number five is actually going to be Sandra McCracken's oh. Songs from the Valley. Okay. Right, so much more recent. Uh, songs but, from the um, songs from the valley. Songs from the valley. It's actually a fairly short album. There's only like six or seven songs on it. I want to say. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe it's not like the best pick for being locked in the basement all year long. So <laughs> I'm not really getting a whole lot of value there. Yeah. But uh, but there's two songs on there that I absolutely could not live without. Like I gotta have. I would have to have those songs. It just it wasn't a question. It has to go on because of those two songs. Uh, and that is one of my favorite songs is Reciprocate. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I don't know if you're familiar with her. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure you're yeah. her because we sing some of her songs in church. But yeah. uh, that is just a beautiful song. I mean, it's it's the Reciprocate, it's just the vocals and the clean sort of simple percussion. Mm-hmm. And I, I love percussion. Like, I just, I love, like, if you sort of go back and listen to, well, when we're done, you can listen to the whole list and you'll see the percussion plays a major role in Got it. almost yeah. every one of these things. Uh, but, but, but yeah, that's, that's just a, a really powerful and beautiful song. Hmm. Uh, and I just, I can just listen to that one over and over again. So I got to have that one on my list. Uh, and then the other one on that album that I find um, is just really beautiful is Fool's Gold. Uh-huh. And it has, it has uh, one of the most beautiful lyrics, I think, uh, of any song. Um, and it's because uh, the lyric, it, it goes some, I mean, I'm not going to sing it, obviously, but uh, <laughs> um, it's, uh, so the lyric something like, this is not okay. So I know this is not the end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and just that sentiment, that yeah. feeling that, you know, if it's not okay, it's not the end. It's not yeah. over because we know that in the end, it will be okay. Yeah. And so that's just a, it's just a beautiful sentiment. And, and of course, just a really beautiful song to listen to. So yeah. I mean, Sandra McCracken just has this fantastic sort of singing voice. So. Yeah. And I have, I have not listened to this album, but I've definitely, I have, I know I have at least one or two of her albums. And, and like you said, we, we sing, we sing songs of hers. I'm trying to think one of the songs that we regularly sing of hers. Can you think of it, Jesse? I know we sing at least one or two oh. of hers regularly. Yeah. I, I, and Dean, I, and I, Dean is probably very disappointed in me right now. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm not laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's great. I'll, I'll look forward to, he- to, to, to hearing that. What's your number six pick? Uh, the number six pick is going to be uh, The Civil Wars and the, the album The Civil Wars. Um, so 2013 album, it's a, um, just, you know, the male, female vocal harmonies, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, you know, simple sort of folk looking away, I guess I'd describe it as folk, but mm-hmm. really it's, it's those, uh, um, they're just their, their voices are beautiful. I mean, I mean, they have a very, so it's, there, there's a, my understanding, I think they're divorced now or something, but it was, it's, it's, a, it's a couple and like you can just hear the real sort of uh, sort of strain um, mm-hmm. or your pain in, in, in some ways in the in the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it's, it's gorgeous music. I mean, you okay. just can't help but love it. You know, I mean, they have like songs like Dust to Dust um, is, is a fantastic um, song. Uh, but the other ones that are just kind of fun and it, uh, like um, uh, the one that got away, or I had me a girl, uh, has this kind of bluesy almost kind of feel to it, uh, and yeah, I just 
I very much enjoy that album uh, in particular of theirs. And they, I mean, they have some other albums and, and some other good music, but that's just a good one. That's cool. I will look forward to hearing it. I have heard of them, but I, again, this is another one. It'll be really fun to to jump in. I'll look forward to putting your uh, playlist together. And I can, I've yeah. actually, I've spent already a lot of time in my, my lovely new office at church, listening to, to uh, the playlists of the guests on my show. So it's been really fun and I will look forward nice. to listening to yours as well. Okay. So we've made it through the first six albums. We're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we'll hear Jesse's last three albums, plus the book that he's going to take and his luxury item. We'll be right back. And we're back for the last segment. And while we were away, Jesse, uh, Jesse, sounds like Jesse has a question for me. So I'm gonna, Jesse, yeah. what, 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 what would you want to ask me? All right. So since the very beginning of this, I started. Uh, the very first thing I wanted to know was, okay, so you ask all these people what their nine picks are. Yeah. So, but I want to know what are Joel's nine picks? Like, what? When are you gonna answer your own question? Well, you know, when Andy, when, when anybody wants to interview me, that's fine. I, I mean, I think. Nothing, something tells me that our rector would love to ask me those questions uh, just because I think he would love to lord it over me the way I lorded it over him. Uh, I, I would I would love to do it at some point because I do have my list. It is in my noggin. Um, and uh, I have a, I had and um, but it is something I would love to do because I I am, you know, there I am a, a list nerd. You know, anytime you get a magazine with, you know, here's the 100 greatest of this, I'm, I am, I'm a sucker for that. So I just love nice. it. Cool. But yeah, well, I would I love to do it. I, and, uh, you know, but I, at this point, uh, so far, uh, nobody's, in, you know, volunteered to interview me and I just run away from Christian whenever he brings it up to me. So. <laughs> but yes, I would love to do it someday. Uh, so as we go to your last few picks here, um, I was wondering, um, it does seem like, I, I usually ask folks if there's a particular era in their life that a lot of the picks, and it does seem like, you know, there is that for you from the 90s, but there's also a couple of these albums um, that are that are more recent. Did you find a, a certain uh, time period or did it become, ended up being more diverse than that? Well, I mean, I think that, you know, the, the I mean, for example, the last, few albums on my list are, are going to be more recent. I mean, yeah. the, 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 I sort of started the, the my album, or the, my list is vaguely sort of uh, chronological. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Now that but, you say that, I've, no, I've noticed that. Yep. But I think that, uh, yeah, it's, so I, I wouldn't say that all of my music tastes sort of come out of that era, mm -hmm. uh, that sort of 80s and 90s era, uh, but that's certainly formative. I mean, it's, yeah. it's formative for lots of things in my life. Right? I mean, that's, that's your, that's high school, that's college. That's your first few years out of college. Obviously that's, that's, you know, everyone's sort of most formative period probably, but, um, but yeah, so I, I sort of, I learned very early. I, you know, I enjoy that sort of electronica, that little bit more sort of synthesizer sort of sound and music, but then, you know, I, I also just guitar and drums. I mean, it's, um, it wasn't until years later, probably, that I developed more of my sort of um, taste into more of a folk, like the Civil Wars or yeah. Sandra McCracken. I mean, those are mm -hmm. those are our tastes that developed later in life. Okay. Uh, I would not have listened to those songs and that music during that era. I mean, you know, the truth is, I mean, there are there are groups that were 
you know, from the seventies, you know, I, Led Zeppelin, for example, is a, is, a, is a group that I didn't really start listening to until like 2010. I mean, yeah. it, it was mm-hmm. wasn't something that was on my radar when I was. I mean, I knew who they were, of course, but you know, it's it's something that um, sort of developed over time as, as sort of my taste shifted, I guess, a little bit. But I mean, and a lot of the music that I was to, of course, when I was younger. I mean, I I already mentioned a number of times things like New Order, mm-hmm. OMD, um, which are very sort of electronic and and sort of 80s new wave pop kind of stuff. Uh, it doesn't hold up very well. <laughs> I go yeah. back and listen to it on occasion, uh, and some of it I still might enjoy, but but it's not something that's going to be the bulk of what I want to listen to now. Yeah, and there are those artists that you just will come to, and you've heard about them your entire life or your entire adult life, and then you, but you just for whatever reason haven't ever sort of made the journey, and then you, right. you find them, and it's like, oh wow, this is fantastic. I love it. So. It's fun. It's one of those great things. It's like when you find a new, you know, group of books that you like or, you know, a new, you know, something like that. Yeah, you no, can you explore come on a whole it. series. That's fantastic. Like yeah, you know, yeah. You're to find that author who's got 10 books and you've yeah. never read and you suddenly pick up the first one and think, that's fantastic. Yeah. Looking forward to the next mine. It's true. It's, it is a wonderful thing. All right, Jesse, what is number seven? All right, number seven for me uh, is, and if you've heard of this, I will be amazed. All right. Uh, but, uh, this is Joseph Holm, uh, and it's God of the Sea and the Sea Monster. So uh, this is a um, this is an artist who I found. Uh, I think I found it on Spotify. I think I literally stumbled across his music. He probably came up with some sort of random pick or some sort of you know suggestion from from Spotify uh, because I was listening to some of these other, frankly, some of the other stuff on my my list. Yeah, and. Uh, and he popped up and I just, I really loved one of his songs in particular. I just fell in love with instantly. And then I just started listening to more of his. And like, well, I went out and found his album. There's only one. He only has one album. Uh, and you know, he's not at all popular, I guess. Uh, you know, and so I'm not even sure where he might even be Minnesotan. I think I tried to look this up at one point because I tried to find out like, where is this guy from and what does he do? But, um, anyways, God of the Sea and the Sea Monster is, just a, a fantastic album. It's his music is a pro. It's somewhat. I don't know if I'd call it worship music. Yeah. Um. But but it's heavily themed uh, with you know Christian themes and mm-hmm. uh, and his um, the song that I really love of his is called um, Morning House. Mm-hmm. And so it's M O U R N I N G house. And that song has been particularly sort of powerful and poignant to me over the past year i mean obviously yeah past year's been hard i mean that's no secret to anybody uh and so that just been and and the 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 song morning house is just about sort of the collection of people and a shared burden Mm -hmm. and and sort of the the the, sort of the call we have to share our burdens with each other Mm -hmm. uh and so it's a it's just a it's a it's a good song. I mean, it's you know his music is it's mostly just him sort of singing. There's uh, um, some backing music, musicians, uh, um, have, you know, acoustic, you know, sort of music. Uh, but um, he's got another song called "God Is No Stranger," which is um, uh, which is really good. I mean, the whole album's good. There's um, uh, "Father in the Forest" and, and a number of others. But uh, the the one the other one that I definitely want to make sure that you have on your list. Uh, for people to suggest is is called beat mm-hmm. uh, beat beat mm-hmm. it is a powerful song like mm-hmm. it just has the power to kind of really sort of i mean i 
I would really love to hear this song played live someday. I really just think it's it's a good song on the album. And there, I mean, I can think of other songs like this where the song on the album is good, mm-hmm. but you just know if you heard it live, mm-hmm. right? Like for, for example, me, like you can listen to Ben Kyle's Mercy yeah. on his album and it's mm-hmm. a beautiful, fantastic song. Mm-hmm. But for those of us who have actually been able to hear it live, sure. Holy Week. Oh yeah. Uh, and which I think many people at our, Church probably can say they have done. Yeah, I mean they have heard a version of that song mm-hmm. that just, I mean it it, it doesn't compare. And so, yeah. and I just I I feel like I don't know that I will ever have the opportunity to listen to this song live, mm-hmm. but I just feel like that song beat would be powerful mm-hmm. uh, if if I could hear it live. It's just it just it's about I mean it's about Christ's suffering, but it's mm-hmm. it's really extraordinary mm. uh and so and i i love his album and i've never heard of him outside of just found him on spotify mm. not aware of anybody else who ever heard of him you know you can go on like the the the, the number of sort of uh downloads or whatever per month on spotify and you can see you know popular musicians have like tens of millions of, of mm-hmm. downloads a month. yeah he has like 100 <laughs> i mean it's really really small oh that's I, so I don't know how i stumbled across the across him but it's been uh He's, he's just been one of my favorites for the past few years. Oh, it'd be great to get to know. I'll look forward to hearing it. Okay, so what's number eight? Uh, number eight is going to be, uh, uh, and this will be, um, I think you'll know someone who appreciate this. This is the Avit Brothers. Oh, yeah, I maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which which album? So I Am Loving You is the album that I would pick. So not oh, quite the same, but yeah. Um, I, I just, I love the, uh, for probably a lot of the same reason. I mean, they have an honesty to their music and their lyrics and they're just, when they sing, you just kind of feel it and you feel like they're being sort of open and sort of just, they're not necessarily giving you answers or, or you know, they're just kind of saying, this is kind of who I am or where I'm at. And and they they sing that. And it's, you know, I have, um, I mean, my favorite song from that album is uh, Head Full of Doubt, Road yes. Full of Promise, yep. which is just a fantastic song. I mean, yeah. it's, um, it's got a really fun video. If you ever want to watch a video uh, of it online, it's got this yeah. neat video where they do this kind of artistic thing yeah. uh, with a painting. Um, okay. But it's a, uh, it's a, I mean, I, I love the Avid Brothers. I listen to all of their mm-hmm. music. And mm-hmm. so, uh, but if I had to pick, it would be I and Loving You would be the, the one I would pick for uh, them. So, I mean, Kick Drum Hard. Kick Drum Hard. Uh, yeah, I Kick Drum Hard is, is, is fantastic. Uh, I think yeah, my, on that album, um kick actually that album has a a classic uh for those of you who don't know uh i I, Corey, my daughter was on the show my son jack was on the show um and this band came up in both of their interviews we are a a ava brothers family (laughs) but this is one (laughs) one uh one thing one album moment on this that i love is i love the transition on the album from kick drum heart to laundry room it's just a really oh, great yeah. i don't know you know i don't know how much they thought about that but the 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 end of kick drum heart is this really slow kick drum that it just sort of you know gradually slows down yeah. to nothing and then the the piano and the the chiming piano of laundry room starts up it's gorgeous it's really great yeah. agreed agreed yeah uh and that, i mean yeah they're they are they're they're a treasure have you seen them live before jesse I have not. I mean, I, to be honest, I have not. I've seen very few 
live sort of concerts in my life. Well, Jesse, I, uh, you know what? I, music, but. That might need to be something that, uh, you know, your pastor of connecting takes you to <laughs> the next time there. Cause we have seen that. I've seen them uh, many times now and they are fantastic live. So, uh, um, Oh yeah. I would love to, I mean, I love live music. I mean, yeah, I enjoy yeah. it. Actually, part of my role at the church is, is, you know, sort of helping to produce the live music every Sunday. Yeah. And, but I've just, I've never been a concert yeah. person. It's yeah. probably more of a personality thing than anything else, but because I just, I love it, but. They have a little bit of a um, they have a little bit of a Grateful Deadish type like loyal following where people really oh, okay. tr- you know really follow them. Uh, I think I've seen them. I mean, I'm playing my hand a little bit here, so sorry for, to you folks who you think this is excessive out there. Since, but I think it's uh, I think I've seen them eight times now. They're just they're great. Um, and my wife and I had an opportunity to go see them New Year's Eve last year in Greensboro, North Carolina. They do a show. They didn't do they didn't do one this year, of course, but they do right. a show um, every year near their hometown in North Carolina on New Year's Eve. And yeah, and those are North Carolina natives. I had a uh, uh, I actually was down in North Carolina a couple of years ago, obviously not last year, but the year before, uh, visiting uh, one of my sisters lives in North Carolina, and so we actually went to the art museum there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't remember which art museum it was, um, but you know it's right down there in the in the. Um, uh, the Raleigh area, mm-hmm. and uh, but they had they had a whole installation there um, on the Avid Brothers. Oh or, sure, you know, yeah. Art done by one of the Avid Brothers. Yeah, I think, yeah. And, uh, and then included in that was actually they had an installation where they were they were showing the video of um, uh, Head Full of Doubt. There you go, back to uh, that. And yes. they actually had the the actual painting, the final oh, cool. painting. If you knew the, know the video, you'd sort of see it that's on the awesome. wall there. So it was it was kind of cool to see that. Oh yeah, that's great. And I, yeah, we I remember that because we're big enough nerds and fans of theirs that I remember that being something they were talking about because you know on their you know social media and stuff that installation. Oh, yeah, sure. That's really cool that you got to see that. Well, I mean, I could go on about the Aver Brothers for a long time, and then of course you know we'll start to lose uh, listeners because they'll just listen <laughs> to me going on and on. But yeah, I, yeah, we can. I'd love to talk more about the Aver Brothers anytime. Um, okay. So that brings us to album number nine. What's that going to be? Okay. So album number nine is another one. I doubt you're going to have much familiarity with. Yeah. Album number nine is Venus Hum. Uh, and so Venus Hum and their album Best Remodeled. Best Remodeled? Best Remodeled is the name of the album. Mm -hmm. Uh, and this one is, this one is actually sort of, in many ways, sort of harkens all the way back to my, I mean, sort of full circle back to my, uh, uh, my eighties, but it's almost pure electronica. Uh-huh. But it has this fantastically strong female vocalist, uh-huh. uh, the, the singer, and it is—it's uh, fun. It's uh, like heavy beats of electronica music, and just sort of just it, this, this bubbly sort of sort of feeling to it in a lot of ways. Um, for most of their songs, like Soul Sloshing or Hummingbirds, um, are a couple. Uh, but then there's also some some more melodic stuff. Uh, Wordless May is a, just a beautiful song. But it really, it's all about her voice. It's mm-hmm. really all about her voice. Um, the truth is, though, and on this one, I have to kind of throw a caveat out there. Their best song, in my opinion, uh, is not on any of their albums. Oh, okay. It's not technically their song, um. right? You will only find it uh, on, it's actually a song that was um, uh, produced by the Blue Man Group. Okay. You're familiar with the, the Blue yeah, Man Group, the, the Blue you know, Man percussionist group. kind of thing. Uh, so um, they did a version of I Feel Love, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so if you actually go on YouTube and search for I Feel Love Blue Band Group, right, you will find this uh, sort of a video of the concert, basically, mm-hmm. a live video of the concert, which is uh, obviously lots of percussion because of the Blue Band Group, but uh, she just comes out and she sings. She just knocks that song out of the park. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And if you need to smile, if you need to feel happy, sure, <laughs> uh, like this song is going to do it for you. Watch that video. It okay. is absolutely, it's just fun. Like, and for me, it just has these driving guitars and there's like a thousand drums on the stage and the electronica. And then her voice just flies over top of the whole thing. It's just a fun pick for well, me. You know, I will, I, I will include with uh, next to the Spotify playlist, I will include a link to the YouTube video yeah. as well. So people, I, can I suggest that because that. that's, I mean, that's, Literally, that's how I found them. That's how I was introduced to them. I saw that video. I thought, that's fantastic. I want to hear some more of their stuff. And so I looked it up. And uh, it's, yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun take. It's a different take than a lot of my other stuff. But yeah. It's a, it's well, I fun. love this. This is, there's, there's some old favorites here. And then there's some, some brand new stuff. So I will be super excited to put your playlist together and start listening. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's a great, yeah, no, that's a great nine. I'm, I'm excited. Awesome. I'm excited to get started. So you, um, you even, you know, you, you, you only, I think only even mentioned one other artist outside of it. So well done. Uh, you know, some folks have a little harder of a time. Like I know I probably would not, you know, going on about a bunch of other artists. So, um, so we've got, a few in there. yeah, Pet Shop Boys <laughs> and New Order, a couple others. Okay. Um, so w- as you may remember, you uh, the church basement you, uh, has a kitchen, so you'll have plenty of food. Uh, but you also uh, have Bible and a Book of Common Prayer. But also, you can take one other book with you. What would your book be? Uh, this this is actually a lot harder than the music. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, at least you get nine on the album. You only get one book, so yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I. I'm a huge reader. Um, you know, my whole family, I come from a family of readers. Like reading is what we do. Like mm-hmm. most Havers would rather read than do anything else in the world. So pretty cool. Uh, so this is, this was tough. I, I narrowed it down basically based on the idea of, uh, of being in the basement for an entire year. Like what book would I actually want to take? What sort of a book would I want to take? So I was tempted at first to pick a book of poetry just for the density of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the end I went with uh, the Silmarillion by J.R.R. Tolkien. Okay. Uh, so that's, I mean, I just, it's it's sort of written as a mythology, sort of collection of stories, um, almost more like oral tales than mm-hmm. anything else. Uh, but it's it's just, it's easy to read again and again and again and still enjoy each time. Uh, uh, so that would be, that would be my book. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fantasy nerd. <laughs> no getting around that. When you uh, mentioned poetry, I thought about some of the times I've I've had the pleasure of hearing your brother uh, Sam read poetry at jubilees oh, yeah. and whatnot. So, yeah, no, he's he's definitely gifted in that. I I don't have the same. I mean, I'm I write, but I don't I don't write poetry. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, someday I'd love to see some of your writing if you would if you would ever be able to if you ever would want to show it because I would love to see it. Well, that's a great book. I I have had there has been Tolkien has made one appearance so far. So I feel and Dean I believe had. Uh, the Lord of the Rings is her book. Right, right. And what would your luxury item be? Uh, so my luxury item is going to play into that exact same thing, which is basically uh, I my luxury item would be uh, a laptop with a even if it was only a word processor were loaded onto it. Mm-hmm. Like I'll get rid of all the other stuff on there. I understand it because otherwise you know, might be cheating a bit to suggest a whole computer. But but uh, word processor, I need to be able to write. I need to be uh. able to write. 
and I can't write like writing longhand like that's I can't do that. So uh, <laughs> I uh, I need to be able to write, and that requires word processor. So in a whole year, yeah. listening to music and writing in the church basement sounds good to me. There you go. <laughs> so uh, do you, what kind of stuff do you write? Like fiction or uh, well, fantasy? I, or? I've just, like I said, I've been a fantasy yeah, science fiction yeah. nerd all my life. I've written, I, you know, I, I've written, I did write a novel a few years back, a fantasy novel. And uh, it's, um, so that's, I just kind of played around with that for a long time. I, I've you know, imagined or dreamed of being able to sort of retire from my current job and, and just write full time uh, someday, but we'll see. While we'll you see. go around to the Minnesota State Parks. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> uh, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I feel like on one of the the men's retreats, you told me that you had been to every Minnesota State Park. I have been to every Minnesota State Park. Yes. And how and how uh, many? What's the count? How many are there? Uh, I want to say that there's seventy six now. Yes. Um, there was kind of one new one that was added uh, mm-hmm. while we were in the middle of our. Um, so really, it's a it's a it was a sort of challenge that my sister Sarah came up with and she was the one who sort of decided that this is what we were going to do. Very and cool. so of course for a few years we we managed to hit all and you know go back to the ones that we really love every year. But uh, it's right. um takes some doing. Some of them are yeah, really yeah, I imagine. <laughs> I've only been to probably ten or so. So I, I maybe maybe more now that I think of it. Um but uh, certainly, anytime I can get back to Tedaguch, it's a good it's a good trip. So, yeah, that's a good one. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, it was good to. It was as I said at the beginning. Uh, thank you for the blessing of of the work that you do, and obviously you and your family, your brother Sam and Naomi, your ne- your nephews Luke and Eli and Joe and your sister uh, Sarah and your mom Joanne, all a blessing to our church. So thank you so much for deciding to come on the Ninth Avenue Nine, and it was really great to hear your picks. And I can't wait to get started listening. Great. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. All right, Jesse. Take care. Bye. Another successful trip to the basement with my friend Jesse. I really liked those Joseph Holmes tracks. Truly some profound stuff. And it was great to be introduced to so many other artists who were new to me. I spent time listening to his Spotify playlist a lot while jogging this month. If you would like to talk music or share stories, email me at joel at ofthecross.org to be a guest on the 9th Avenue 9. As I mentioned before, I have gotten a lot of guests and I want to clear the backlog, so you might hear another episode sooner rather than later. Until then, may the peace of the Lord be with you.